Welcome to Inside the Male Mind, the podcast that examines how and why men do the things that they do. I'm Jasmine Butler, and I'll be your host as we convert data into insight. This podcast is a companion to InsideTheMaleMind.com, where we conduct and post the results of anonymous surveys related to various topics, dating, social issues, or just life in general. The Inside the Male Mind podcast is a roundtable discussion with the goal of examining the way men really think. Welcome to part two of our first after show. If you haven't heard part one, feel free to listen to that one first. Again, the after show is a space for women to give their thoughts on the male mind. And I'm so glad that many of you like the idea. I definitely want to have a mixed gender panel in the future, but back to this episode, the conversation about episode four, the good guy versus the jerk continues. I'm joined again by Brave Deer and Dr. Sinatra Smith, PhD. This time around, the panel discusses the nice guy and of course provides additional feedback to our male panel. Um, can jerks be reformed, do you think? I think jerkitude is a learned behavior at a young age, and it's just a matter of, are you going to grow out of it or not? Hmm. For sure, I will never try to reform a jerk. I feel like he and jerks in general of both genders are walking this earth and learning lessons every day that will reform them. Let's move back to the nice guy. What is a nice guy? How would you describe him? Wow, that's a good question. Maybe someone not only with good intentions, but someone that also follows through with that good in- with those good intentions. Of course, you're going to mm. mess up now and then. But if your good deeds and they're genuine, if they outweigh the few times that you fall short, I think that's okay. Man, I just realized how hard it is to really define what a nice guy is because we know it's relative. Guys are we loving that probably. Right. But it's just so <laughs> weird because... If a jerk is something that's also relative, like I've had girlfriends who are just like, oh, I love this guy. He's just so great. And he's so sweet. And he's so this. And all I see is a jerk. Like the fact that he seems self-centered, the fact that he's very demanding or so possessive. These are things that I'm like, wow, this guy's really inconsiderate. I know I'm coming across as a very judgy person, but (laughs) I'll just say my version of a nice guy is someone who... It's considerate, it's kind, isn't wrapped up in gender roles, isn't wrapped up in ego. What I like to call the matrix tells them they need a certain type of man to do A, B, and C. And then when they get that man and he does it, they are not attracted to him or they don't want him. Uh, that is, <laughs> I, just I will just agree. say, yeah, yeah, I don't agree. I don't agree. When I think when you get what works for you, because like you said, it's relative, mm-hmm. it may be are you going to be okay with me living somewhere else temporarily until we figure some other type of arrangement out because I have an amazing opportunity? I think it's about compatibility. And I am proud to say that I have found my compatible nice guy. Boom. I'm still looking. (laughs) I'll say this. Recently in my life, I have a couple of good guys who are around, right? One in particular, I really do like. I'll say that. And I realized that I've created, I'm going to put myself out there and say, I've created so many boundaries um, for myself. There's so many things we do, I guess, to kind of self-sabotage the situation. And guys always assume what is repelling women is that the person is a good guy or a nice guy. What could be repelling us is the fact that maybe this guy isn't really putting himself out there to the extent we would like, you know, like you don't always want to be the person who's more aggressive or the first to show their feelings. I think a lot of guys are copping out in that sense. 
of they don't want to feel the rejection, so they'd rather be so ridiculous, of course they're going to get rejected or get something that's not of quality, or they're just going to just kind of buy their time and wait until it's absolutely for sure, or wait for a woman to kind of make the first real move. And I really think that's a cop-out. So I don't think it's like we're not attracted to nice guys. I think a lot of times nice guys are trying so hard to be respectful in a world of a lot of disrespect towards women that sometimes they're not really stepping up in the way that's very clear and mm. strong enough for us to really, you know, feel like, okay, yes, I'm wanted. I get this. And then on top of that, just like Sinatra said, like you may not be compatible with someone just because they're a nice guy. And for us to say that we're not looking for another nice guy is ridiculous. No, we're looking for another nice guy we're more compatible with. And so few people are either naive enough, they feel, innocent enough, you know, ignorant enough, or brave enough to just be the nice guy. Well, that's a sad note to end on. No, 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 there's hope. (laughs) If you guys are listening out there right now, like, and you feel inside you are the nice guy, be brave enough to be that nice guy. Even if you get rejected every once in a while, that's a part of being human. You don't get what you want all the time. That's good advice for anybody. Mm -hmm. But we're out here. (laughs) I think there's also this misconception that the nice guys are always going to finish last. And that's why they feel like they have to be neutral or be the jerks, as you said, because that's what we see in the media. But we internalize that and think that, oh man, this must be the norm, even though it's not necessarily the norm. I mean, perception is everything. Like I remember I took this media class and it's very similar to this. I believe it's called cultivation theory, if anyone wants to look it up. And it talks about how people generally think there are more cops in this nation than there actually are. Because when we watch TV shows, they're like cops, like just everywhere. The ratio in the average American's mind is way off. And I feel like this is the same scenario. We think there are no good men out there. There are no nice guys. And even when guys think there are no nice guys out there, they feel, okay, well, why would I want to be in this like minority? Like clearly Mm -hmm. that's not the way to go. (laughs) Do you think that as you get older, it's easier to see the BS in people. That's what Crazed African said. In my age now, I can walk into a room and after listening to someone speak for five or 10 minutes, not even, I'm like, all right, he's cool. He's the jerk. He's full of shit. He's full of, you know what I mean? And the older you get, the easier it is to identify who's full of shit. I feel the same way. Because when I was younger, you know, and if a guy was talking to me and he was, he's like saying all the right things, like he did a mm-hmm. cold read of me. I don't know if people think I'm mm. a certain way because I have locks, I don't know. But as I get older, <clears throat> I just see right through it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's just experience. You listen to somebody say the same thing about you over and over again. And then maybe at some point you say, you know, why did you think that I was some spoken word poetry, like poetry. <laughs> conscious rap listening type of person? Is it just because my hair is natural? Because I actually love me some flocka. Like, <laughs> I think you were wrong. And you have me wondering, what is it about me? that is putting that image out. So it's definitely a experience. You learn what the games are and falling for the games a couple of times, you know, getting burnt by touching that stove will definitely teach you some things. Right. I feel you like need a little so Southern many... saying, Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> it's refreshing. 
it takes some people longer to peep game than others. And I think it comes down to exposure. It comes down to how objective you can be in just watching what's going on in the world. I watched a lot of dudes trying to run game on females constantly. They talk about it all the time. They talked about it even in songs that were popular in the radio. If you took one second to just listen to the lyrics, you know? So for me, right. I, maybe I'm a skeptical person. I kind of came into it already seeing the game. I think what came harder for me was to see when the person was putting on the nice guy persona, that that was still game, you know? And I think being skeptical, I assumed it was game even when it wasn't. But what really got me was the person who was so good because they really did respect women in a certain sense. They really did, you know, know how to treat people nicely. But at the end of the day, their goal was to get what they wanted, right? In a way, there's a certain level of dishonesty. You know what I mean? That's there. So that was the kind of game that took me the longest to really catch on to. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I agree. The older you get, you see like, wow, I've seen this program already. I've seen this already. I've seen this whole setup. And that's mm -hmm. why a lot of guys get a little wary. They're just kind of like, well, well, darn, like, can I even say hi? Like, I can't even approach you? Like... We're just tired. We're tired of games. So I think my advice for guys is just go ahead and be yourself. Don't rely on lines. Don't rely on manipulation. Just kind of be yourself. Put yourself out there. And it's the organic interactions that really end up creating the best relationships. Going back a little earlier, I think sharing our stories with our friends is also helpful. That's how we can we can learn from other people's mistakes. We don't have to always be the one to make the mistakes. Right. Sharing. I think that's so important. Say like the relationship mm -hmm. I talked about earlier, the trauma bonding relationship, just like any other woman we heard about on Jerry or you know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> but I think sharing is the best thing you can do to really learn a lesson and mm -hmm. to even warn someone else. And it's also a humbling experience because you realize, okay, maybe I am not the perfect person that I thought I was yes. when it comes to dating. Yeah. Sharing is caring, guys. Yes. It can and be that's, fun. That's exactly what we did today. <laughs> and that's kind of what I wanted to do with the Inside the Mail Mind podcast in general. Kind of, like I said, create this knowledge base of, okay, here's what they think from their own mouths and mm. from your mouths today, given the response, I'm sure we'll create a dialogue. So hopefully this conversation can continue online. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and all of that. Thank you so much for being with me today for our first ever after show. And hopefully- uh, Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, this was fun. And that's this week's roundtable. We'd love for the guys out there to participate in our surveys for future episodes. So just go to the contribute section of InsideTheMailMind.com to sign up. Follow us on Tumblr, like us on Facebook, and tweet us with the handle ITMailMind. Mailmind.